social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Is this thing on? We're back. Brushed off the microphone. Did y'all miss that theme song? We did. Are you dancing? <laughs> There's been a lot of new things since we last spoke, huh? Yeah, a lot of updates. Um, Facebook is now meta. <laughs> you can now run your own TikTok ads. Everyone gets the linking sticker on Instagram. What about Twitter Blue? I don't even know what Twitter Blue is. It's like you have to pay for it, Correct. Right? It's a membership. No thanks. <laughs> and then something that I don't really understand is this like live shopping Ugh. trend. Everyone wants you to shop live like it's QVC. Well, here's my thing. I, for the past few days, have been like adding items to my carts online. Of course, gearing up for the holiday. Yeah, Black Friday's coming up and I can't even make a decision with day's notice. To have me make a decision live in real time to purchase something, (laughs) I just, my mindset can't wrap my head around that. Think back to when we had to use catalogs to shop. That even is antiquated even more. I guess if you shop live, you you don't have buyer's remorse or would you? I think you do. No, it's nice though. I like the integration of being able to actually see products live, especially as you see a lot of the live shopping is held by influencers That's or true. brand ambassadors. Like seeing how something's used Correct. or like makeup being tried on. Again, QVC, HSN. I know. <laughs> Speaking of Black Friday, I was reading that this is actually going to be the most expensive Black Friday yet because of supply chain issues Mm. have you been seeing rising prices not rising it's just the discounts aren't as vast as they were previously i actually like what target is doing they canceled shopping in store on thanksgiving day Oh yeah, i love that which is such a smart angle i mean i feel like every year we saw terrible stories across the news and media just talking about these these workers and their families or these like stampedes of people trying to get the product that they were after it's just so crazy yeah there's no equivalent of that for e-commerce no and definitely not but you're probably right about the prices and the discounts well speaking of e-commerce i feel like tiktok ads i've been seeing a ton i feel like i should say tiktok ads i think are the best when they're like so product focused and it's something (laughs) where i'm like whoa i didn't know that existed or like i want to try that and i saw an article that's the best gifts to give according to the tiktok algorithm oh that's wild Slime is one of them. Oh. My favorite. Onion blossom maker. So like a bloomin' onion at Outback. You can make your own at home. Brilliant. The For the Girls Party Game, which we own and found from TikTok. Do we own that? We do own that. Have we played that? We have played that. Fascinating. (laughs) And then a towel warmer, which we also have. Yeah. Oh, I see Sunset Lamp on the list as well. I keep getting those ads. They're pretty. They look kind of fun. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, finding inspiration on TikTok. Like, think about the the gua sha. Everyone bought a gua sha after those TikTok videos blew up. So if you're a brand who has a unique product, get it out there. I really feel like what we were just discussing about the demonstration being key. That's Mm. exactly what TikTok is doing. That's so true. I know TikTok isn't necessarily live, though it can be. I think a lot of these products are just showing them in their natural habitat or people using them in a very easy, easily accessible way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We have such an exciting guest today. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about TikTok because today is pretty much all about TikTok. We say the word TikTok at least 50 times in the episode. I was going to say drink every time we say TikTok, but don't. 
They can take a sip of coffee. Okay, there you go. So today we're talking to Zaria Parvez, who is the social media coordinator at Duolingo. You guys know that big, crazy green owl that has been all over TikTok the past couple of months? Literally racking up millions and millions and millions of views. Zaria is the owl. (laughs) Well, she's a human. But But she is the person behind the social channel. And we got to pick her brain about how all of those videos come to life, the risks she gets to take, and how she got the job there. Let's hear it. Hi, Zaria. Welcome to All the Social Ladies. Hi. We are going to start the episode with our social speed round. We'll ask you a couple rapid-fire questions and just answer as quickly as you can. Great. Sounds good. What is your favorite social network? Uh, TikTok. Do you pronounce it GIF or JIF? GIF. What Instagram ad can you not get rid of? Uh, Majuri, these gold uh, rings yes. in my head, but I love oh, them I so much. <laughs> I've given into the ad before. <laughs> what is your go-to emoji? Uh, skull emoji. Nice. Girl after my own heart. I love that. <laughs> Who is your favorite celebrity to follow on social? Uh, Tom Holland. Ooh, good one. Do you prefer stories or feed? Stories. And last but not least... What was your first screen name? <laughs> the Mega Freakable. Oh, <laughs> you were ready with that. Well, no, yeah, I have a story behind that one, but I don't know if y'all want to hear that. <laughs> Save it for the end. Yeah. <laughs> so let us get into the interview. I think you're the youngest person we've had on our show. You graduated just last year, and I oh, know this hell because. Yes. I'm a fellow Oregon alum. Let's go Ducks. Go Ducks. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to your role at Duolingo. Yeah, awesome. So as you said, I graduated from the University of Oregon in 2020. So I was a pandemic grad. Ooh, oh, yeah. man. I have questions about that too. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But yeah, so I was in the advertising program at University of Oregon and I chose like my focus to be social strategy. So I did a lot of media planning and like a lot of brand strategy and kind of found this to be the perfect mix. Mm-hmm. During my time in college, I interned at like different agencies. So I was at like Havas. I did like a strategy boot camp with BBH. So nice. very much in the agency world, but figured that I enjoyed focusing on one product better and just yep. going deeper into that. So that's why yep. I kind of decided I wanted to go in-house, which is a little bit difficult as like a new grad. Roles tend to seem to be more, I guess, senior for in-house. Right. Yeah. So Duo had this job open as a social media coordinator And it was a company that I already had my eye on because it was very mission driven. And I guess the main thing is like Duolingo was actually founded by two immigrants. So my whole thing was I wanted to be at a place that was like inherently diverse, Mm -hmm. where it was just DNA of who we are. And so like, even now when we walk around, you'll hear people like speaking different languages or like having such different perspectives, like on marketing as well. Like we have country marketing managers all over the world and like things that work for them on social will be so different than what we have, but it's so awesome to be exposed to that. So that was an environment I knew I really wanted to be a part of and Duolingo offered that. So I interviewed, luckily I got the job and I've been here ever since. Woohoo! It sounds like such (laughs) a great fit of all the the things you're looking for. And I feel like like what you're saying, it's hard to do in houses right out of college. And I feel like even at Oregon, a lot, oftentimes it was just so focused on agency. And yeah. so kind of cool yeah. to hear you breaking out of that and finding something that works for you. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was interesting going, I think, straight into a startup, because I think when you think of brands, especially as a new grad, you think like food, like, you know, different like makeup, yeah. stuff like that. I don't yeah. really think too much about like a language learning app. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> That's very true. That's a good point. I have to ask, are you learning a language right now? Yes. So I have been learning Portuguese. I went to Portugal oh. in July and nice. just fell in love with the people there and the culture there. It's like, okay, I'm going to learn Portuguese. Even though it's technically Brazilian Portuguese, I do what I can. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I want to actually talk a little bit more about you choosing the social strategy path for yourself. What was the interest there? Had you just kind of grown up on social and knew you wanted to tap into that as a career? Or what was the thought behind that? Because I do love that Oregon lets you make that choice and learn in such a special way. Okay, so I first started being like, I want to be an art director. And then I realized design has so many freaking options and I can never choose one. And then everything just mashes and it just doesn't go. So for me, I was like, dang it, I can't be like an edgy art director. <laughs> but I really- Okay, neither can I. <laughs> Jen tried. I tried and I gave up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to be cool too. <laughs> but I found that I really loved researching things and seeing like what makes people tick. And I like loved just really discovering that about humans. And I actually started off as a pre-med major, LOL. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I sucked at like chemistry class, but loved like the chem labs and like mm. the lab write-ups. And like the best part for me was like, so how do you like take this out into the real world? And I think it was actually one of my like TAs, like I did super bad on a lab report. And he's like, maybe you should think about marketing. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like in retrospect, kind of rude, but also very eye-opening. But also thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I actually went and like discovered more about advertising. And then I chose social strategy because I grew up with it. I loved seeing how fast paced it was yeah. and like how you have to be so just in this culture to understand what's going on. And in a way, like no pun intended, but it's like learning a new language for sure. people like who are active on this. And I thought it was just a really cool space to be in that wasn't really too explored. And not a lot of people actually chose that even like from my class. Yeah. So I just thought it was a cool place to venture into. It had a lot of freedom to kind of make up the rules as you go. And I think that kind of foreshadowed what I'm doing now. So it's been cool. I see you like the parallel what you're saying with the lab tech like social media seems a lot more hands-on yeah you're doing mm -hmm. something different every day you are creating the content in real time with your phone stuff like that so I feel like it worked out yeah <laughs> I'm gonna just jump right in to the crazy TikTok success that you are currently living in let's do it one of my favorite quotes as I was reading up on you is that the green owl Duolingo's mascot duo is really become fluent in a language that brands have really not always done well in and that language is social and you kind of alluded to that a second ago and it's just something that I love that phrasing I think that's such a strong way of really displaying the impact that social can have on a brand and that some people still do really bad jobs at social <laughs> mm -hmm. so I'm just like so excited to unpack this whole TikTok world with you but just kind of tell us and tell our listeners how this came to be your job <laughs> yeah absolutely so we actually started our TikTok back in February of 2021 with a partnership with ByteDance, which is actually TikTok's parent company. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted us to work on this Learn on TikTok initiative. So a lot of our early videos that you'll see are actually different like language learning creators mm -hmm. who made different content for us and posted about it. And like it did well, but it wasn't like, you know, like the viral success that we've seen now. Right. And so that shift in strategy, honestly, 
occurred and we came back into the office because of COVID, we were shut down. So we got to start back in September and the duo owl like sits right behind me on the marketing <laughs> area. And I was like, this is so weird. And like, and this is my first time working in an office, right? Yeah. Like I'm a new grad and I'm like, why is this normal to all of you here that like this owl is just staring this at huge us? huge owl. Yeah. And it's big. Like yeah. I don't think the videos do it justice for like how big this guy is. So I was like, let's like do something with this. And we knew TikTok was important. We know there's so many people on there and like brands are just trying to keep breaking onto it. So our first video that really took off was the trending sound of like live, laugh, love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why don't we just like see what we can do with this? And so I like gave my manager my phone. I was like, just take a video of me real quick and we'll like do something with it. We post it and it goes wild. And we're like, okay, so I guess people like this. Yeah. And then from there, we just kept like honestly going through like for you pages and looking for trending sounds and like trying to get our own unique POV on it. Mm -hmm. And our, now we're like really starting to build out characters in like the Duolingo story. So like, for example, our lawyer, Legal Steve, yeah, is yes. like, there's <laughs> a lot of different TikToks and like even his followings increased. Duo being obsessed with Dua Lipa, mm -hmm. that's like another storyline we have going. And we really wanted to go in and like the underlying strategy, I think below all of this is that language learning is hard, so we make it fun. Mm -hmm. And that's like a constant kind of mantra, I honestly think of our marketing team that we always try to emulate in all of our like things that go out in the world. And even in the app, like if you open up and like start learning, you'll see really funny sentences that don't make sense. And honestly, some of them even like allude to cultural moments, like yeah. the black and blue dress versus like the golden white yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah. There's sentences about that. So we really wanted to bring this idea of fun to TikTok. And I think that's just how it all started. And it's going and honestly, like we're still in our origin story right now. So I'm just excited to see where we go from here. Well, it's so funny because I feel like when I'm on TikTok in general, I don't feel like I'm wasting time because I'm always learning something on that platform as well. <laughs> and even if the Duolingo content isn't necessarily like a language lesson, like you're saying, it's in that space yeah. where people are learning valuable things and spending their time a little bit more valuably than like passively scrolling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that we really try to push is this idea that Duo is everywhere. And I think like the owl's been a meme even before I started here about just yeah. being so passive aggressive. Right. So we've really taken it as like the daily reminder is now coming to people via like TikTok comments in our video versus a push notification. So we're mm -hmm. really meeting them where they're at. So that's been a really big part of also like our commenting strategy, for example. I was curious if Duo the Owl had like a backstory before you started <laughs> working on this because we have some clients that have mascots also and mm -hmm. they have like fully thought out you know, personality origin stories. Like we, yeah, it's <laughs> and who, we've had who's some, mad at who and yeah. who does this and not that. It's so funny. We've had some fun with the outfits in our office and creating content with that as well. So I'm curious, like how much of that already existed and how much are you really getting to create yourself? Yeah. So Duo has like, as I said earlier, like it's always been a meme. If you go on Twitter, like you'll see mm -hmm. old school memes like Spanish or Vanish has been like a meme that just has always surrounded us. Yeah. So that's existed. And the branding of Duo himself has also obviously been around before I was there. But like within this past year, we've actually developed this cast of characters in like this Duolingo world. And I haven't actively been part of the stories of these different characters that interact with Duo. But it is like a very conscious effort that they're doing to just 
create this whole cast that people can be obsessed with and love. Yeah. I think the brand on TikTok is just like the unhinged version of Duo. <laughs> um, so that's been kind of fun to be able to develop that unhinged. a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of unhinged, can you describe like one of the wildest videos, maybe for a listener that hasn't seen it? I don't know if they're living under a rock, but <laughs> tell us about one of the, the wildest videos. Okay, so I already have this in my back pocket because I just like remember shooting this and being like a nervous little like junior talent pitching this to my boss. Yeah, but it was so Adele came out with a song easy on me. Mm -hmm. and There was a cupcake remix that pretty much took the song and changed the lyrics to like whatever Adele 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 and then ended with smack my ass like a drum. Yes. (laughs) I just like saw this and I was like, listen, there's so much potential here because no one's used it really yet. And I was like, the way that do works like if someone's in that suit like it wobbles so strangely so <laughs> what we did I was like with my coworker, I was like we're gonna make a sad Adele song and then you're just gonna twerk and he was yeah. like okay sure which is funny too like I don't know why he was so down and so ready but you know teach their own was, yeah <laughs> so yeah we just filmed it like it took us 15 minutes I had to lift him up onto a conference room table and then we just took a video of him twerking in this suit and we posted it and it absolutely went crazy people yeah. loved it and and actually, like 10 days later, the audio got removed because no. I think the original person who made the audio deleted it. But it's actually even funnier and silent. With no audio. silent. <laughs> it's honestly better. So that was really cool. And I think that was the first time we really took a bold stand in a way. And I think that was like the turning point for our account where people really started picking up on what we were yeah. doing. And I think, I don't know, maybe other brands have done it. I haven't seen another brand do it. So it was really cool to be like almost a trailblazer in that right. sense. Right. That was like my favorite video so far. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me the origins of calling Dua Lipa mommy. Okay, so Duolingo sounds a lot like Dua Lipa. And yes, yes. so many times people will call us like Duolingo or like, they'll just like refer to us. And like, it's always been like every Duo's dream to like whenever we have like a company event or something, we're like, oh, we wish Dua Lipa could come sing. Yeah. And so we're like, why doesn't like Duo just like have a crush on Dua? And yeah, of course, I, of course. Yeah, as one would think. Um, <laughs> the audio was like trending at that time of like people calling their crushes mommy. Yeah. Oh and my so God, yes, like, yes. So like, this makes sense. So I just pitched it to my boss and I was like, what do you think about this? And she's like, honestly, like, I don't know too much about it. But like, if you think it makes sense, go for it. And I think since I'm a little bit more junior, I have the advantage of having bosses who maybe aren't as active on TikTok. So maybe didn't know the extent of like what calling someone mommy might be. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you take what you can and you roll the punches. Um, And so then I did it and it was really successful. So I think that was honestly it. There's nothing deeper to it. No, that's hilarious. That's exactly what I wanted to hear because we talk about this with another one of our clients too is when we share concept briefs and ideas with them sometimes if it's a tiktok trend or something that's a little risky we have to put a glossary within the deck itself it can help (laughs) add to the idea and educate the client a little bit more (laughs) which i think adds to the point that you just made about sometimes being a little more junior and being exposed to those things is helpful in a way Mm -hmm. absolutely well you mentioned pitching these ideas to your boss and to your manager what has that been like? And in general, have you been met with any resistance for these ideas mm-hmm. on the account? And tell us about that process and how it's been. Yeah. So I'm so freaking lucky that my boss and even down to our CEO is so down for anything. Like even when we first posted the cap video, mm-hmm. he was like, I have no idea what this means, but like he like sings it to us and we're like, okay. <laughs> 
But essentially the pitching process goes every Monday, I go through just trending audio and think of like, okay, these like three things are trending. What's our POV? Sometimes we have a POV, sometimes we don't. And that's okay. It's just good to know that this is trending. And then I usually just film it and show it to my boss. And most of the time it's a yes. The only things that are like, absolutely no are obviously like aggressive violence, like any type of like racism, hate, which isn't good at all. So that's never ever pitched. And then a place that's like a murky area that we're trying to figure out is like profanity. Mm -hmm, Sure. Because like some parts it's like, yes, if you're alluding to it, it's fine. But like, are we ever going to explicitly cuss in our videos? We don't know yet. So that's like an area that we're trying to figure out. But other than that, it's pretty much like a free reign. Such a new frontier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's been cool being a little explorer on it, I guess. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole sub community of TikTok where I can't figure out if I'm on it because I'm a marketer or if everyone's FYPs are exposed to this, but like all the different brands who have hopped on and kind of commenting at each other. And I know Rod made a video the other day calling out Duolingo and all the brands are commenting at each other, like building these relationships and having fun. And you mentioned the commenting strategy a little bit earlier. Tell us about why TikTok is not just about creating content and it's about that kind of community engagement as well. Yeah, I think that's such a big part. And I'm so glad like brands are finally catching on to it a little bit more. So for us, like commenting really is huge because of the persona that Duo is. And like, it's been this like known thing that Duo is everywhere. And like, this is how we show that we're everywhere by commenting on like all these random corners of the internet Mm -hmm. and just trying to meet people where they're at. I think brands have also started doing that. I'm not sure if that's necessarily part of their strategy or just part of being on TikTok, but it's been really to like interact with each other and just see like the commentary that people have because now I feel like there's more freedom to not have to promote your brand with every single comment you post yeah. like it can just be fun but I think the brand meetings are a new thing which I really enjoy yeah. and just like how many random brands you can get to comment <laughs> we've come so far from just like wanting to be Wendy's on Twitter there was a point in time when every client had told that to us and we were kind of like how do we navigate this there's yeah. more to it than just being snarky right and it's really nice to see it play out to the point that you're making about just like brands coming together and being more active collectively on a platform and not just pushing product or service. Yeah, totally. And I think like something that our CMO is actually having a conversation with her about this because I'm still new, like I'm still really trying to figure out things. And Mm -hmm. I think it's been helpful. Like an exercise she gave me is like, what are the adjectives like you want someone to describe duo as Mm -hmm. and like what are positive adjectives what are negative adjectives and that exercise really helped me decide like the brand persona we want yeah and like I think I walked away with like I want duo on TikTok to be pushy like the pushy friend but not the pushy friend that like makes you hate your life but the pushy (laughs) friend that makes you like get your ass up to go and do things yes so having like that one line of like this is what I want my persona to be helps me like comment and just form like our voice in such a, like a unique yeah. and way. And I think that's so important for brands to do. So it doesn't seem just arbitrary or random, if that makes sense. We all need that pushy friend. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if the people behind the social accounts for brands feel like they have like two different personalities, the brand <laughs> and then their own. Do you ever like battle with like, would Zaria say this or yeah. is Duo saying this? <laughs> so what's really funny, and I'm so glad you brought this up, is that all of my closest friends who saw Duo's account were like, this is literally you, Zaria, just talking to all of us. <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) This is your personality. We all like, I've always been a little bit sassy, definitely kind of spicy. And so they're all like, so used to it. And I think that was really funny for like people to think it's the owl at some point, but it's like, no, part of it is 
definitely my personality sprinkled in there, which I think is cool. I mean, I think it worked well with our brand. I feel like maybe if I had like a skincare brand that was like really positive, maybe I would struggle a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I think definitely parts of my personality get sprinkled in there. And I think that's also the cool part of being in social, right? Like a right. lot of people who are on social media tend to have these hot takes in the social world and can kind of bring in their own edge to it. Well, I was going to say too, when we were talking about the brands commenting, I feel like we've come a long way for needing every single comment, post, whatever to have to be approved by right. a million people. Right. Like, I'm sure if you have the trust of your managers and you have that voice down and it's just, again, it's just like you at that point, you can jump on things a lot quicker. You can be a lot more funny or in real time and things like that. Exactly. And I think there's been so many times where like when I first started, I needed way more approval. And then now it's becoming one of the things where I'm like, trust me, like I know what our brand is. I'm not going to get us canceled. Like, I promise <laughs> yeah. we'll be okay. And I think that established trust also comes with just like having good videos and not having people, you know, be against it or upset at it. Yeah. There's like the inherent success that also helps you too. Mm -hmm. you know, seeing the numbers add up as far as view count goes and, and engagements that you're getting, you're seeing the reactions and the proof is in right. the pudding at that point right. too. Totally. I'm a big proponent of cursing. <laughs> so I want to hear a little bit more about this like, oh shit moment that you might've had as these news articles really started coming out about people being excited about the Duolingo TikTok. Like what was that like for you as the person behind it personally, as well as professionally? How did that feel? Yeah, I think the word that I always describe it was overwhelming. And I think always like positive, oh my God, like I'm, this is my first time, like my career, like something this amazing is happening. I have an impact, but then it's like also, oh my God, I have this impact of like 1.4 million people yeah. like watching everything I say yeah. or do. And I think there was a moment where I was like, I don't want to like screw this up, you know, like I want to make <laughs> yeah. sure what I'm doing is legit and it's good and people still love it. I think right now, the best advice I got is like the whole world is not on my shoulders. Like I have a whole yeah. team supporting me, which is really nice. Even if like maybe like our social team is just actually just me and my manager. Mm -hmm. So like other people in marketing have been super supportive and like talking it through and like having a sounding board has been awesome. Like we actually created like a project TikTok channel on our Slack and it has anyone from the company who wants to join in. And oftentimes like I'll send a video and be like, what are you guys' initial thoughts? And then have that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's been really cool. And I think especially as a young woman of color to be put in this position where I'm actually getting credit for the work I'm doing. Totally. And I'm at a place where people want to give me that credit. Like I never felt like even like this interview, for example, like I never felt my boss or someone being like, we're going to take credit for your work. Go away. Like it's never been right. Like right. It's been super awesome. And I think it just shows that if you find the right place to and the right fit for you, because this was a company I really cared about. I was able to excel to like crazy heights even just like one year into my career. Right. I'm excited that's for it. Amazing. Future. Well, I mean, that's a great segue because I was going to say, you know, you're a year into this job at Duolingo. Look at all the awesome things you've done so far. Kind of what's next for you and for Duo? Yeah. I mean, something really cool is we're working on like a math app. So that's like a whole nother like world. Jen needs that. Like to learn how to do math. math. But it's for it'll oh, be hard yeah. for like basic like math and fractions. And oh stuff. yeah, I still need that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like on the horizon, which is great. 
I was never a fan of math, so I think there's going to be just so many different jokes, you know, around that. Employer (laughs) branding is huge for us. Unfortunately, like being out in Pittsburgh, talent tends to stray towards like the Bay Area or New York. Right. So we're trying to figure out more ways to promote Pittsburgh. So whether that's like showing off how beautiful the places can be or like just the office. And like we kind of trying to do that already with our videos. Mm -hmm. We like have subtle nods at like the office so people can see what it's like here. So that's exciting. And my dream is for Dua Lipa to like respond to me. Oh my gosh. How is she not yet? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm upset, but it's fine. I'll get over it. I'm rooting for you. I mean, she's a busy gal. I get it. But she's busy writing a song about it. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Could you imagine? I'd lose my mind if the next song was about you. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got her on the show because I remember just like, I don't know, a month ago, I was like DMing it to you, DMing it to other likable team members, being like, this is the best brand account I've ever seen. I love it. And then I found out that like we're a fellow alum. Yeah. What a weird moment for you. You were like really fangirling over her at the beginning. I was. That's so funny. Yeah. It's so interesting. Just you hear people talk about learning a new language all the time. And uh, to me, I don't know if this is just like New York culture, but I feel like Duolingo is one of those things that people do on the subway. subway. Yes. And I kind of am kicking myself for not asking more explicitly about like seeing usage go up or down, especially like looking at the pandemic and the way people's commuting has changed, but also just looking at younger adopters of Duolingo because they learned about it on TikTok. That's such a great point. I'm sure it has. At least, I mean, number of downloads, at least. Of course. Again, we'll, we'll I look ad- into that. Again, I admitted I was bad at math, so I might not be the best person to, <laughs> to look into that. But So I asked Michelle what account she wanted to talk about today as the account to follow. And she says, oh, I really want to talk about the Empire State Building. And for the record, she's about to explain it to me right now. <laughs> I have no idea what she's talking I'm about. I'm surprised. Okay, so basically on TikTok, the Empire State Building It's mostly videos of a photo of the Empire State Building with like the eyes and mouth on it so it can talk. Yep. And it's just it talking. But somehow the building has like gotten in cahoots with like a ton of other like storylines on TikTok. (laughs) And so I think there was one with Duolingo wanting to turn it green. Mm. There was one where um, it was purple the other day and people were saying it's a clue that Taylor Swift is releasing Speak Now next because that album cover is purple. But it's really, really funny. And I think what's most impressive is like the production value is is like zero. Mm. It's just someone putting their face on this photo and talking and being funny and using the sounds and the trends in strategic ways like Zarya did. How certain are we that this is the real Empire State Building? It's verified. Oh. Yeah, no, this is like a brand account. Amazing. All right, way to go. EPS. <laughs> no. <laughs> ESP. Empire State Building. Way to go. No, do the ESB. That's so funny for the edit if you say it wrong twice. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a handful more episodes before the new year. Hope you guys are looking forward to them. All the social ladies. All the social ladies. All the social ladies, all the social ladies, all the social ladies, all the social ladies, now put your phones up.